Hey, welcome to the First Two Entrepreneurs podcast, where we feature first responders that are also entrepreneurs or running business on the side. We are here to showcase these businesses, but also talk about the difficulties running a business while being a first responder. My name is Ryan Ballard, and I'm your host. All right. In today's show, I am super excited to welcome Tom Howard from First Responder Peer Initiative. How are you, Tom? Doing well. Thank you. Right. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. I appreciate you being on. Um, you know, we uh, this isn't the first business that, uh, you know, or organization that we've had on that uh, talked about uh, mental health for first responders, firefighters in particular, um, and police officers. Um, we had one also that talked a little bit about military um, and mental health as well. So, um, you know, I appreciate what you're doing. I can't wait to hear a little bit more about it. So how long have you been doing this particular business? Uh, First Responder Peer Initiative, I it's an LLC that I established just a few months ago. Um, for, for those that are familiar with a little bit of my background, I was involved with Illinois Firefighter Peer Support. Uh, I took their very second class, actually. Oh, okay. <laughs> and uh, it's kind of interesting. It was it was a three-day class, and it was all clinician-led. And, and we finished up the third day, and we never talked about listening skills. And, and I was like, hmm, that seems like a big gap. Yeah. So I actually wrote some curriculum to offer to them, like, hey, look, you can use this is maybe because they required con ed, like you can teach a con ed class to kind of bring people up on talking about listening skills. And it kind of, you know, just kind of sat there and never really heard back. <clears throat> and then through some changes within that organization, all of a sudden it was like, hey, you wrote this. Can we use this? Will you come teach it? I'm like, yeah, I'll come teach it. So I used to just show up at the their two-day training classes and teach my portion, hang out a little bit. You know, I always mm -hmm. learned. Um and, uh, and then after uh, the gentleman that established it, uh, Matt Olson, uh, he's retired mm -hmm. out of Bowenbrook now, mm -hmm. um, he, he asked me if I would want to take the group over. Uh, he was getting a little burned out, uh, sure. which I, I can see why. Absolutely. <laughs> um, but, I, you know, uh, I've learned over my lifetime, first thing I said was, let me ask my wife. Um, mm -hmm. And she, she uh, agreed. And, and so I spent the next five years leading that organization um, and really enjoyed it. Um, yeah. Important work. What's that? Important work. Yeah. You know, I, I felt like it, it was it was odd because the, the other piece to this puzzle was um, I was in my mid uh, mid 30s, late 30s, and, and I decided to uh, go for my master's in divinity. So uh, I, I went to seminary, took me eight years and. I think 107 hours, 106 hours was a crazy wow. number of hours. Yeah. Um, and I had just graduated and finished that. And mm -hmm. then like within a few months, I'm talking to Matt about taking the group over. And I'm like, yeah, maybe this is where I'm supposed to be. Yeah. Seems like um, a calling. Yeah. So, you know, I really enjoyed that. Um, uh, but I, I stepped out in March, uh, mm -hmm. the, uh, it was a 501c3. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I learned a lot. Um, 501c3 boards can be tricky. And, and, and that's, that's actually the part that got me to tap out. It wasn't doing the work. It was dealing with that. Mm -hmm. um, 
I won't get into all that. Sure. Sure. Uh, people can ask me on the side and I'd be glad to explain details. But, uh, but I stepped out of that and decided I, I really wasn't done in this arena. And so I established LLC to, to rebuild the training class because all the training that was being done was designed. I had designed it over my time as director. Mm -hmm. um, so I, there's parts that I, I think I'd like to change and add up, you know, add to and other parts. That I, don't, I don't know if they were that important anymore. Um, so I kind of redesigned the class. Um, and then in that, there's a group out of uh, Florida called Addiction Training Center, ATC, uh, Karen and Scott. They, I took one of their classes and it was uh, a digital class. It's, I watched it on my phone okay. and it was, I took the addiction intervention course and it's broke up into like 15 and 30 minute segments where you watch, take a little post test. And, and they reached out and asked if I would want to record my class so wow. uh i was in florida my wife and i went down there in july and recorded the class um made some changes that i, that I you know always felt like i wanted to put in there so i did mm -hmm. that and and so hopefully uh hopefully next month or so that will be available to take that uh, peer support mental health awareness class on your phone Awesome. So that's kind of where I'm at in the, in a few months, uh, you know, didn't let a lot of grass grow, I guess. <laughs> that's all right. You got to start somewhere. Right. And, you know, it's, it's important enough to continue that work in your eyes and, you know, it, it is work that needs to be, that needs to be done. Um, there's no doubt about that. Now, <clears throat> what led you into even first joining the Illinois firefighter peer support network? Why, why did you feel as if that, you needed to be a part of this? Um, it, honestly, it's it's something that I had found myself doing before there was peer support. Okay. Like I remember distinctly, like <clears throat> I had a couple bad infant calls early in my career. Um, mm -hmm. and, and when I would hear about a, a, a crew that had had a call with an infant or a young child, I, I, I always found myself drawn to like, hey, reach out to them, you know? Like, look, I've been there. If you need to talk, I'll listen you know, it wasn't because someone trained me that peer support was necessary. It was because I just, that's who I was. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it was really kind of a natural thing. Uh, the, the other thing that kind of draws me to this and, and I, I get, I don't want to sound like an a-hole, but <laughs> uh, <laughs> all too often, one of the things Matt Olson told me when I took over is he goes, look, it's a, it's a really small fishbowl and you're going to run into the same people over and over again. I'm like, and he's right. Uh, and, and there's a lot of these people that are in here uh, like me because they see a need and, and that's just kind of who they are. Mm -hmm. There's also people like in any venture um, that I'm not really sure why they're here. I don't, I don't see the, 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 the fruit of what they're, they're spreading. Right. Mm -hmm. and, and, and so one of the things that drew me to this was hearing a lot of these stories. I refer to them as train wreck stories, right. Mm -hmm. Uh, drinking over the top, about to lose your family, you crashed the car, you, you know, I get it, that happens. However, I firmly believe that there's 90 some percent of us that like me, who I, I don't have this train wreck story. Mm -hmm. What I do have is a story of repeated trauma over and over that was affecting me 
in ways that I didn't even understand until I started to learn. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, and it's allowed me to reflect and go, all right, well, why am I, why is this behavior happening today? Right. You know, it's the old, what is the halt, hungry, angry, lonely, tired. Like it helps you process and think about why am I behaving the way I am? Um, yeah. And understand that some of these behaviors it's it learn it's a learned it's a new learned behavior right because some of what we do physically changes the way our brain functions right when you when you start to, I don't want to get I'm not a doctor I swear but when you start talking <laughs> about like neuroplasty and things like that yeah. like the, what we do actually changes our thought process and, and not ways that we can control and and I think by understanding that it helps people live healthier lives with their families, right. For Mm -hmm. themselves. Um, And so that was kind of, that's always been my push. Why I do this is, is I think that there's, again, there's that 90 some percent of us out there showing up, going to work, doing what we do. Uh, You know, we're, we're not binge drinking. We're not doing all this crazy stuff. However, not everybody's aware of how this job affects us. So Mm -hmm. that's really my push to kind of get that message out. No. And I, I, I think that's spot on. I mean, <clears throat> you know, we go on quite a bit of calls, right? Um, you know, especially here in the Chicagoland area, the majority of us are um, pretty busy departments. And, you know, what, like you said, when you're repeatedly exposed to those calls that you might not think are affecting you, but you know, you know, your spouse, your, your kids, your, whoever it is, your friends might notice subtle changes over time. And those changes compound, it seems. Oh yeah, they do. Yeah. You know, and recognizing that and being able to say, Hey, you know, what, what can I do to change that? Or, or, and just like you said, how, why did this happen? You know, and I think it's important to figure that out. And I, you know, I think that you're doing a, a, a great thing with the business and, um, you know, the Illinois Firefighter Peer Support Network, obviously your work with that is is fantastic and it's needed. Um, so kind of switching gears here a little bit, you know, you you have a full-time job, right? You're, you're full-time, you know, up in Evanston, which is on the north side of Chicago. And you've been doing that for how many years now? Well, I'll hit 30 in May. Awesome. I have, uh, I had six and a half for the village of Bridgeview. Okay. And then I did a lateral transfer up to Evanston Yeah. and, uh, gave up all my, my pension time and then they changed it and I bought it all back. So, so I'll, I'll hit 30 total in May. Awesome. Good for you. Yeah. Um, you know, so you got, so you're, so you're full-time there and now you have this venture on the side. Right. And you've had, obviously, this um, venture for the last few years being with the Illinois Firefighter Peer Support Network. So how did you manage your time between being a full-time fireman, your family, and that at the same time? Well, uh, as you may have already guessed, if you can't see me, (laughs) uh, with 30 years on, uh, I'm a little on the other side of 50 at this point. And uh, so we're empty nesters. I, I don't have any kids here. It's just me and mm-hmm. the wife. Um, so you know, there's there's more time. You know, I, I couldn't have done this when I had young kids. Sure. 
I did, I did run a business, but my kids, when I started my business, uh, that was probably my kids were probably at least my youngest was probably at least in middle school, I bet. Okay. So yeah, that was, I'm not real good with timelines, but it was a while ago, sure. uh, but I, I had a, a handyman business that I ran for probably about 10 years. Uh, okay. And then I got tired of that and stopped. <laughs> Absolutely. It, it It's tough. You know, but it's, it's tough. It, it is when you have kids, you know, it's now it's, it's a little easier. Um, you know, and honestly, if I have any downtime at work, uh, the guys know I'm, I'm going to be sitting at the table, with the laptop out, answering emails and just taking care of stuff on my downtime. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that's my lunchtime. I'm not a lunchtime napper. I should sure. be, but I'm not. Mm-hmm. Uh, I usually sit there and just pick away at different, you know, just taking care of different stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, if, if, I'm, if I were to make a list, I'd probably be surprised, but uh, <laughs> it's when, especially when you were running an organization as, as large as uh, firefighter peer support was, it, yeah. it's a, it's an everyday thing, right? Oh yeah. Um, this is a, a little more laid back what I'm mm-hmm. doing now because I'm more focused just on the teaching aspect. Mm-hmm. Sure. So you know, so it, and it's easy. My my mine are a two day class, so uh, I can get a single trade or a flip at work and, mm-hmm. and do that. So, um, and that's usually not a problem. So, so yeah, but it, it it is. You have to set aside time and and actually focus to to do it. It can be uh, it can be a little difficult if you had a long night on shift. Yes, uh, I I have learned, especially once I hit once I get close to 50 and then this side of 50, uh, I try to do any of my speaking engagements, mm-hmm. my second 24 off. I don't like getting off shift and then going to do something specific. If I have to, I will, yeah. but I will, I will always try to get that good night's sleep before I'm actually speaking anymore. Smart. Just, I can, I can, I can feel it when it, cause I've done a lot of speaking and then of course going through a seminary, I did some preaching mm-hmm. and I used to get off shift, drive somewhere and do, do like fill and, and, you know, preach. Yeah. And, and I, uh, I actually learned, I'm like, Oh, you know what? I can't do that because I could recognize in myself that sometimes my thoughts wouldn't always come like they should. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, and that's, that's just the result of being tired. Yeah. Yeah, it just felt foggy and just feel foggy and it's not, you know, not firing all you know, some people might say I never fire on all cylinders, but <laughs> it's worse when I get off shift. <laughs> uh-huh. I, I feel your pain. Absolutely. Yeah. There's there's been many times where, you know, I come home. Actually, I worked yesterday, I'm on redshift, and uh, you know, I come home and you know, if we get beat up overnight, thankfully we didn't last night. Um, and then you, you know, I come home and it's like, all right, you know, and I got to work on the business. I got to work on my marketing agency. I got to work on, you know, project fire buddies. And now I got to record a podcast, you know, yeah. and you know, you're, you're just, and you're exhausted. You're like, yeah. what am I yeah. doing? You know, should I, I should have I... to use a calendar? Oh God. Yeah. And I, I don't know what I would do without one. I was on a podcast not too long ago when they were asking, um, you know, how I did it. And cause I'm, I sit here and I, you know, I usually ask our guests, you know, how, yeah, right. how you guys do it, but you know, I swear by the calendar. I, you know, I, yeah. I, w- I don't know what I would do without it. I really don't. I will, uh, I build myself in breaks in between things I'm doing. Yep. 
You have to. Uh, a, little, a little mental reset. Yeah. I mean, even just uh, doing a quick meditation, you know, quick 10, 20 minutes, um, you know, whatever it is to yep. just stop, get up from the desk, go walk around a little bit, um, clear your mind. And it does wonders. I, I didn't do that before. Mm -hmm. And I would just keep plugging away, plugging away, plugging away, plugging away. And I felt like I was getting a lot done. And then at the end of the day, I would look down and I would, you know, I tend to write things on a piece of paper that I have to do so I don't forget and squirrel. Yeah. And I look down and I'm like, what the hell was I doing? I, yeah. I was sitting here working the whole day, but it was yeah. just, I don't know where my mind was. Well, when I always I, tell our young guys at work that uh, don't worry, it gets better with age. No. <laughs> yeah, I definitely, I definitely have noticed it's, you know, everybody's kind of aware, like physically, yeah. as you get older, it gets tougher. Mentally, it's the same thing. Recovery is a lot harder. Um, I can not get a call all night at work. I, I wake up with a headache every morning. Yeah. So I'm just not sleeping sound, just because right. my brain knows where I'm at. You know, and I used to, I don't even know how I did it. How did I get up? and go do physical carpentry work every day when I got off. Right. Like mm -hmm. now I'm like, I just want to go home and have coffee. <laughs> yeah. Right. Get away from the firehouse. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's true. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I definitely hear you on that. I mean, there's, uh, you know, last night, obviously we slept all night, but um, I, you just don't get quality sleep there. You just don't No, And it, you know, it's, most of us, fact, that's a great example. One of the things, you know, the way we, like I like to refer to as breaking our brains. We just hired at post COVID. We hired like 14 new people, some crazy mm -hmm. number. Yeah. And uh, it was a, a handful of them were having trouble sleeping through calls at night. Mm. And, and I would tell everybody like, look, just give them a chance. We haven't broke their brain yet because right. they're going to bed and their brain is going, Oh, it's bedtime. I'm going to sleep. And it goes mm -hmm. to sleep. Right. Yep. But once you realize, once your brain figures out, wait, this isn't really sleep, we're kind of sleeping. That's why we all hear those tones, because our brains are kind of half awake all night waiting for that, right? Yeah. So that's just one of the many ways that you got to think about how this affects you, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's... I mean, there's studies all over the place, right? And um, I think that they're becoming more prevalent in our industry, um, mm -hmm. and not just us. Uh, I, I see it in law enforcement. I see it in you know military, obviously. Um, but uh, you know, it just seems like those studies are becoming more and more prevalent in our work because I think people are finally starting to stop and say, "Hey, what is this doing to our bodies? What is it doing to us mentally?" Which obviously that ties into your business. Right. And what's it doing physically to us? And, you know, I, I, I like the fact that it's becoming a more well-known and more researched topic in our, in our line of work, because I think that if it could help us in the long run, enjoy retirement, because that's what we all want to do, right? We all want to retire 50, 55, depending on what tier you are and just enjoy retirement. And not have to worry about waking up in the middle of the night anymore. And not have to worry about all the all the other stressors that come with our job. Yeah. Um, you know, so I'm I'm happy to see that and I'm happy to see people like yourself taking this um burden, if you will, on and trying to help the situation in any way that you can. So thank you for at least, you yeah. know, stepping up and uh, yeah. you know, doing that. But um so we talked about, uh, you talked about your business. We talked about a little bit about a firehouse, your firehouse life. Um, 
we hit on your Tom's complete home repair. Yeah. And uh, that was a good time. I enjoyed that. <laughs> um, now, I also saw that you have a podcast. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about that. Uh, I talking of, on a podcast. Yeah, right. I kind of fell into that. Uh, that wasn't something like I thought, oh, I'm going to start a podcast. Yeah. I was, I was, it was probably late. 2021 um i was i was trying to figure out because as much as i enjoyed illinois firefighter peer support it was entirely volunteer Mm -hmm. and that was a lot of the problem was it it had become a a volunteer full-time job and 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 i wasn't getting very far with the board about you know either find someone to replace me or, or figure this out but i can't keep doing this yeah um I was talking to my buddy, John Sanders, um, and this, the fire inside podcast was his originally. Uh, and just a quick background, cause John's a pretty amazing guy. Mm-hmm. He actually started out as a Peoria firefighter left Peoria. I don't know why he did this, but he went to South Dakota mm-hmm. and planted a church. Really? And it just grew. And it grew, you know, that was back, he was probably right on the tail end of like all the the mega churches with, you know, thousands of people and stuff like that. Yeah. And as his church grew, he decided he didn't want to do that. So he started planting satellite campuses. And his big thing was like re, regrowing rural churches. And hmm. it kind of became a niche for him. And he's, he's a really good speaker. He's been keynote. <clears throat> for the peer support symposium a couple times yeah uh, he's very energetic i really like john uh and then he ended up getting hired by sioux falls fire <laughs> okay so he was kind of that dual role thing yeah. and 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 so then in that he started a different podcast uh something and again it was the focus was on rural churches i forget the name and now he's doing sure. another podcast but he kind of took the fire inside and put it put it on mothballs just he didn't want to blow it up but he's like i don't know i'm gonna do it this i'm just gonna shut this down right now okay and and, and just in, in some of the conversations with him he asked me if i would be interested and i'm like yeah i'll give that a whirl why not you know sure. uh so uh we kicked it off with the restart in january okay and and i i, I shoot for for weekly i don't always yeah. do that sure <laughs> But, uh, you know, I, I do my best to, yeah. to put one out there uh, every Thursday. And it wasn't anything scientific. I didn't, like, analyze everything and go, oh, Thursday mornings are the best. I'm like, eh, how about Thursday? Sure. Which, Absolutely. It's consistency. You know me, that's kind of how I roll. I'm not going to analyze everything. Yeah, let's just do Thursday. Sure. Uh, at the Whatever the service is, they always, like, send me information. And, and honestly, I, I really don't look at it. Because mm-hmm. my thing is, like, yeah, it's just going to do what it's going to do. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I didn't want to become. It's the old, you know, thumbs up box, right? Like, sure, you can start to become obsessed, and that now, now an hour later, you're looking to see if you got any more thumbs up, right? <laughs> like, uh, you know, there's nothing healthy about that. How about if I yeah. just record what I want to do, right? And talk to people that I find interesting, mm-hmm. and just do that. Sure. And, well, that's what I do. So Thursday awesome. mornings it goes out. Very cool. So, and yeah. how? What kind of, uh, tell me a little bit about the, the purpose of the podcast. Do you just have anybody on? Do you just, is there a, um, a theme behind it, if you will? The, the focus is on, uh, wellness. 
Okay. Right. Yeah. Um, I don't have too many people on there with the train wreck stories. I will, because they can be engaging. We can learn from them. Yeah. But I really, I really, if I can find the average guy that just went through something and managed his way through, like that's the guy I want to talk to because, because there are a thousand firefighters out there that are dealing with that same thing. Haven't talked mm-hmm. to anybody pushing through. Don't think, think it's just them or everything's fine. You know, so that's really my focus is the the everyday guy uh, or gal mm-hmm. uh, just pushing through, right? Yeah. Figuring it out. And, and what what are the lessons that we can get from that? So that's really the focus, but I'm willing to, you know, and I, I've interviewed police. I had uh, Michael Segru on. Uh, his book is actually really good. I can't think of the name of it now. Um, I have heard of him. Yeah, is it? It's, no, it's not this one. Not that. I don't. I don't have it here next to me. I might have loaned it out to somebody. Okay. But his is an amazing story. Uh, uh, police officer out in California involved with a line of duty shooting, mm-hmm. justified. You know, went through all the, the investigations, got cleared, mm-hmm. and then the family sued him and his partner, and it was like a four year process. So. It was a, it was really interesting. He's a nice guy, but yeah. So that was that was really interesting. So very cool. Okay, but yeah. So that that's my focus, just general wellness. I mean, yeah. Uh, I talked to Tim Grutzius, and and he he does a lot of mindfulness. Uh, mm-hmm. He he was a uh, uh, not Piatone, not Dalton, somewhere in the south suburbs. Now I'm having yeah. a brain cramp. Uh, and I didn't okay. get off shift yesterday either. Imagine that. Uh, <laughs> but he he's retired and he he's in uh, North Carolina now. Um, but he actually, even from North Carolina, was very a big part of our symposium. He he mm-hmm. would manage all the speakers for us. That was yeah. that's what he liked to do. Okay. But I had him on and he was just talking about his mindfulness and some of the things he's doing in retirement. Yeah. No, it's uh I I'm a very big proponent of mindfulness meditation now. I never used to be. Um, You know, that's something that as I started in the entrepreneurial world and started taking on more and more and more, um, you know, I do a lot at the fire department. I'm still involved in pension and honor guard and, you know, all kinds of different things. And um, now my business uh, the non-for-profit I'm doing this podcast, my family life, like it's, it's a lot, you know, and once I started adding more and more and more on, I, I, I was trying to look for an outlet to ease my mind, to clear my mind. And, uh, we have a, a leadership and, um, uh, development coach at our uh, marketing agency that is f- absolutely phenomenal, phenomenal guy. And, uh, you know, his, uh, his, his niche, if you will, right. Is, is talking about how to manage what he calls VUCA, which actually was coined by the U S military. Um, I forget when they actually, uh, coined that term, but, uh, it's dealing with all kinds of volatility, uncertainty, um, and complexity and ambiguous situations in your life. And that's what VUCA stands for. And, you know, talking to him and, and figuring out, Hey, maybe I should focus a little bit more on breath work and meditation and stuff like that during these, you know, 
stacked days full of meetings and, you know, and even stressful days at the firehouse and um, taking a step back and taking that just say 20 minutes of mindfulness meditation. And I usually, I'm not, I'm not a professional at it. I use the guided ones on, you know, calm app and, yeah. you know, all the other different ones. Right. And just taking a step back and clearing your mind for 20 minutes. It, it's incredible what it does for you. Oh, I've, yeah. I've found it. It's helped immensely um, manage my day and manage all of the other commitments that I have in my life. And, you know, I, I, I encourage it to anybody that I talk to that's struggling with, um, you know, managing their day to day and, and all their commitments and responsibilities. And I've had a couple of them come back to me and say, dude, you know, I thought it was some just off the wall, wacky shit that you were trying to get me to do, but you know, right. it worked. Yeah, it, it works. Weird. <laughs> I know. I'm like, dude, I wouldn't just have saying? you do it. I mean, yeah, I'll, you know, I'll mess with you at the firehouse or whatever, but you know, outside of that, you know, dude, if I, I'm, it works, just try it. <clears throat> yeah. Give it a shot. Give it a shot at home. So you're not interrupted, you know, by the tones dropping or, yeah, right. you know, whatever at work. So, but I high, highly recommend that. Um, if you were to, if you were to give any advice to our audience, you know, we, a lot of the people that listen to this are, are people that are either entrepreneurs themselves and also in law enforcement, fire, dispatcher, military, you know, whatever mm -hmm. um, line of work that you're in, um, or maybe they're thinking about becoming an entrepreneur, thinking about starting that business on the side as a lot of firemen do, because we have two days off typically. Um, mm -hmm. And some of them are just stuck and they don't know where to go. They don't know if they can do it. And that's obviously one of the big purposes of this podcast is to show that it is possible, right? Oh, yeah. And, you know, it, it can be done with, you know, with help and tips and, you know, tricks by, you know, from all of our guests. And, you know, obviously I, I make myself available to, to anybody that has any questions. I mean, I'm not an expert by any means, but I've obviously experienced a few things and yeah. if I can relay that information to somebody else to help them start their journey, you know, I obviously do that. But is there any one tip that you can give somebody that's thinking about starting, or maybe that's in the middle of running a business that uh, has helped you or guided you through, you know, through your entrepreneurial journey? Hmm, that's a good question. One tip. I, I, don't, I don't know if I have like a single tip. Uh, one of the things, this is, this is not your question, but I, I promise sure. I'll get there. Absolutely. But it, it, it kind of goes back to, you're talking about balance between firehouse and work. Like, how do you mm -hmm. do that? Right. And, and I had a good conversation with, with one of our guys the other day. And I really felt for him because I remember being there. Uh, he he's you know think about that that member you have that's in like the eight to eight to fifteen year range. Mm -hmm. They've kind of done all their schooling. They've really gotten involved, and now it turns into a waiting game. Uh, you know, not not that not that what we do isn't important, but there's a lot of our days that have downtime built into them, right? Sure. And so maybe you're doing training. Okay. But you're reaching a point where I've kind of done all this already. Like I get the practice part and keeping fresh. Mm -hmm. I'm not learning anything new. And now I've realized that the bulk of my calls 
are not that critical trauma. It's not that rip and fire. Right. Right. The, the bulk of what I do is just kind of help people to the ambulance and help them into the ER. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, I'm an engineer. So my job is I help carry the bags. <laughs> like if I'm getting involved medically, then, then stuff's really gone sideways. Right. right. Like if I got to jump in and start an IV. Like uh -huh. what's going on here? We've run out of everybody. <laughs> so, but you, you get in this point where, you don't always feel like you're doing anything useful anymore mm -hmm. because you're just doing the same thing day in and day out. Sure. And one of the things that makes us as first responders makes us who we are is that drive to be in the middle and the thick and doing something. Mm -hmm. and, and so you get that eight to 15 year guy and they feel kind of lost. Like, wait, I used to do a whole lot. Now my training, what am I doing? Right. And so I usually recommend to guys like, look, find something on your off days that you can do that really ignites your, your spirit, right? Like, this is what I feel I was meant to be doing. I, I, I love my job and I love the benefits that come with it, all that. And, but I really love my job, mm -hmm. but I also know that I'm not going to get that, that regular satisfaction that I'd like to, right? Because because go, pulling out of the station with light time just really doesn't do it for me anymore. If I see a header, all right, right. I got a little adrenaline going now, right? <laughs> Absolutely. But past that, it's like, okay, here we go again. Up, up, mm -hmm. up, you know? So I always tell guys, like, find something that you is in your heart that you want to do and go do that. I love that. Because, and honestly, that's that's one of the beauties that that this job affords us because for most of us, especially those of us full-time, mm -hmm. but most of us make a good buck. We got good benefits. I don't need any of that. Right. So mm -hmm. if I want to go start a handyman business, well, what, what, you know, how much, how much do you have to get that started? Well, I, I got a pickup truck and a, a bucket full of tools, mm -hmm. right? Like that's what I got, but I, I don't, I don't need that instant payment because I've got everything covered. Yeah. So I can just do this and go learn how to lay tile today this is cool. I like this. Right. Mm -hmm. And when I get bored with it. I can move on to something else. Yeah. So, so that's really my, my advice is to find that thing that's in your heart that you really want to do that makes you feel alive because that's part of who we are as first responders is that drive. Absolutely. So I love that. Perfect. Perfect answer. All right. Um, I was studying last night. <laughs> no, no. Oh, I love it. Um, well, Tom, that's, that's all I have for you. Um, you know, I thank you again for taking the time out of your busy schedule to hop on and, you know, talk about, talk about your business, talk about a little bit about your life and your podcast. Um, you know, we will have all of your contact information. Um, and speaking of contact information, where can people find out about your, your business and uh, the podcast information? Uh, probably the, the best place to go is my website, okay. frsupport.org. Okay. Um, I have a link there to, uh, the podcast, uh, anything that once the, the recording, uh, recorded class goes live, that should be up there. Um, and we didn't even talk about it. I don't, I don't do it much, but I do have a, a blog post Okay. that every now and then I'll write something if it's in my head. But sure. it's not, it, that's nothing regular. I'm not a, I'm not big about writing, but I will. Okay. 
Fair enough. All right. And we'll have um, all of that contact information in the bottom of the show notes. So if people wanted to to hop over to your website and take a look at that stuff, yep. uh, please do. Include my email. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, please check out his uh, podcast. Check out uh, the Business First Responder Peer Initiative podcast. Name is the Fire Inside Podcast. Again, we'll have all that contact information in the show notes. Uh, please check it out. Uh, again, Tom, it was a pleasure having you on. And you know, we hope to have you on again in the future. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to the First Do Entrepreneurs podcast. If you like our show, please hit that subscribe button below and leave a five-star review. If you're a first responder that also runs a business or maybe you're looking to start a business, check out our Facebook group for tips. Thank you again for listening and we'll see you on the next episode.